will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. What's going on, everybody? It's Blandon here. And again, welcome to another episode of Leverage Addict Podcast. Today, I'm going to go over three of my favorite strategies of 2023. And hopefully, if you guys are looking to invest in 2024, some of these strategies and tips is going to help you make your decision. And this year is going to be great. Well, with interest rate coming down, potentially some of the tax policy changing, I think it's a great year for you to look at opportunities. Even if you don't buy, you should consider learning more so that you can prepare yourself when the opportunity comes. Now, it's important to note that even though these are my favorite strategies, it's not a one size fits all because property is about your financial position, right? Like let's say if you are buying a piece of land that doesn't have any cash flow, this is not going to be a strategy for everybody because if you have to borrow 100% debt on that property, it's not going to allow you to have any cash flow. And the only way to pay for the mortgage is through your income. So it's not going to be sustainable. So strategy has to align with your financial position. And the way I like to think about this is to split equity and cash flow because you can have a look at your situation and see whether or not you're high in equity or low in equity, high cash flow or low cash flow. Because say, for example, if you're in a low equity, low cash flow position, it might be obvious that the strategy available to you might be very limited. You might need to do more of an active strategy where you can recycle the equity quickly so that you can use it on another deal. Now, if you're in a high cash flow, high equity position, then the strategy you take might be slightly different because you don't want to do small transaction because it's going to take a lot longer to get the result. You might look for bigger transaction, higher cash flow or higher uh, development potential where you can then look to get a good gain out of it and then recycle that money to the next deal. And of course, if you just want to have a quick assessment on your borrowing capacity, what's your accessible equity, you can visit our website and look for what we call a mortgage snapshot. It's a 90 second tool to sort of understand where you're sitting in that borrowing capacity space. And this will help you determine what strategy might be more suitable for you. And if you find value out of this episode, all I ask for is one thing, is that you share this with one person who might also benefit from some of this information we're sharing on the channel. So the first strategy I want to go over is the subdivision strategy. Now, just to give you a brief understanding of what this is, is essentially buying a house that has a rental income on it already. However, it's got enough land at the back where you can pretty much just build another house straight away. You don't have to get rid of the existing one. You can build one or two houses at the back. You can subdivide it and separate the titles. And this way you are able to create equity. So to give an example from a property formula workshop client, Stephen, he actually bought a property in Mount Wellington, right? Because prices have come down significantly in the last couple of years and land costs was significantly down. The reason why is because one, you've got higher interest rate. So to service these land, it costs a lot more. So that pushes the price down. Secondly, you've got building costs going up as well. So now to compensate for the lower purchase price and higher building costs, land in effect have to come down in value. So our client, Stephen, had a little bit of background in properties already. He's already invested in another property and he's in a higher cash flow position. So he's able to service more debt. So he decided 
decided to go for something where he can add value, add significant amount of equity so that he can use that on the second deal. So he bought this property in central Auckland or Mount Wellington, if you're living in Auckland. Basically, he bought uh, for 750k, it was 400k under the CV and it was in a very central location. So what could he do with this property? Now, if he were to renovate that house that he bought and if he could just chop it off, right? Newly renovated house of similar size, similar stats, you could sell for over $800,000. So if he spent 200,000 on top of the 750 he bought the house for, total cost is around 950. He could sell the initial house for around 800 850 on a good day, then he essentially have acquired a piece of land where he could build two units for just $150,000. So if you think about this, if he bought a land for $150,000 in central Auckland and built a four bedroom on it, he's going to be able to sell for a million dollars. If he built two units on it, he's going to be able to sell it for $1.6 million. So that's going to be a significant uplift in equity. And that's why this is one of my favorite strategy in the last couple of years, because this is a great way for someone in a higher cash flow position to be able to build equity quickly. Of course, there are downsides. The strategy is not suited for people who are on a tighter cash flow position, who don't want to go on a negative cash flow position, who potentially might have a lower equity so that they have to borrow majority of this amount to settle this property, then it might not be suitable, especially in a higher interest rate environment. But if you got higher cash position where you can put more cash into the deal, or you have a very good cash flow where you want to channel some of that excess cash flow towards an investment, then the subdivision strategy is really good. Another way to approach this is potentially look for properties in the regions because you could get into these properties with lots of land at the back at a lower entry point. And that is going to start with higher cash flow on the existing rental. That's going to be a little bit easier to service. And we certainly have seen some of those. You've probably seen that in our channel as well to have someone in Hastings buying a property where they can subdivide. Now, the second strategy that I really favor in 2023 was multi-unit. So a brief explanation of what this is. This is buying properties that are sitting on decent sized parcels of land and it's got multi-units on it. So meaning you've got multiple houses on it and you're getting multiple income, usually three, four, up to six. This is where you can still stay within the residential lending area. If you got more than six, sometimes or most times you go to the bank, they're going to start charging you what we call a commercial interest rate and the terms are usually shorter. So you're not getting as much flexibility around the lending. If you stay within the six and it's in the main city, chances are we should be able to negotiate a residential interest rate. So this is really good because often these units will start anywhere from seven and a half to nine, 10, 11%. When I talk about the percentage, this is your 52 weeks of rents divided by the purchase price. So if you're buying a property with 9% gross yield and the interest rate is around six, 7%, then you've got 2% extra to pay for all your expenses. Now with interest deductibility actually coming back on the mortgage repayment. Now this strategy is even better than what it was in the last couple of years because you were only limited to getting a cash flow uh, positive property on something that you can get a social housing contract for. Now with interest deductibility coming back, you can get that cash flow positive property a lot easier by buying multi-units. A good example is, have you seen that video of Terry where he bought more than 30 rentals? This is how he got there really quickly because he's buying 
box of units at a time. And one of the deals that he did was six units on one title in Hastings. And this he bought for $1.5 million. And the rent that he was returning was between 2,700 to 2,800. And at the time, because we had to get a social housing contract to get an actual interest deductibility on the mortgage repayment, this is what he did. And he got more than 9% gross yield in the end. The massive upside to this property is that it's sitting over on 2,000 square meter land, meaning in the long run, land is usually what goes up in value, not the building. And that means he's got more development potential in the future and capital gains in the future as well. What's the downside? Well, in a property like that, 1.5 million, chances are you need to have at least 40% of equity. Nowadays, you need 35%, but if you were to buy this, chances are you'll need some money to renovate because you'll buy them slightly run down or, you know, a couple of the houses need healthy homes. So, you know, Getting yourself in a 40% position is probably a good start because you need to have some leftover to do some renovations. And perhaps even in the downtime where you're trying to transition into a social housing, there might be stuff that you need to fix. So always have more money than you need when you start in this position. So it's not for everyone. It's definitely uh, for somebody that is on a higher equity position, right? Terry came with more than one freehold property. So he wanted to expand really quickly. And with the equity, he was able to just pick up units after units after the units because the cash flow is really good. The bank is happy with the equity position they're in. So that is something to be aware of. But in saying that, you can still buy a smaller blocks of units. And I've shared that in the YouTube channel as well, where I bought a four unit for $500,000 and I spent 100000 on the renovation. And that property gave me a thirteen eighty per week, which is essentially around 11%. So this is four units in Martin, just a little bit further up from Palmerston North. And I'm really stuck with that deal. So you can certainly pick up multi-units in the lower price range as well. But usually they're a lot more rundown and it's not for the faint-hearted, right? Because you might not like that property if you're just starting investing. And when I went to that property, it smelled like dog urine. <laughs> and I know that is a really good thing because I bought a really good deal that no one wanted. And that's where I could add a ton of value. Last but not least, the third and number one strategy that I rate for 2023 was regional do-up strategy. What is this? This is buying lower value properties around that two to 300K or even 400K mark. I would still call it a regional do up. And what you're trying to do is trying to find a property that's really run down where you can have a significant uplift in value because no one is wanting to buy it. A good example is Kasuma's property in Tokoroa. She joined our workshop with her first property and she decided she wanted to invest, right? And this was actually her third property because when she came, she was only able to buy one property in Hamilton for around 800000 and that was it. But instead, she broke that approval down after she went through the workshop. She realized it's better to take your max limit and break it down into two, three properties and then add value in each one so that you can recycle the deposit so that you can buy more in the end. And so she found this property in Tokoroa for 210000 It was really run down. It's just not in a livable state and very little competition. So she bought it and then she spent 90000 on the full renovations where she had to replace the roof as well. And now the registered valuation came back after she completed all the renovation. It was over 410, maybe even 420 today. So that means the upside for her in that property was that she had more than 35% equity uplift, meaning she could recycle at least a 40,000 out of that property, right? She needed about just under 100,000 to get in, but she could recycle 40,000, meaning the money that she only have to leave in that property sits around that 70 
20K mark. And this is just equity in your property, right? If you think about what that means is like, if you got a property for a million dollars in Auckland, it went up to 1.1, 1.2, you've got that 70K that you can use. Now, this is not as exciting, right? Because there's a small transaction around that two, 300K mark. We did get a 100K uplift. If you look at percentage, that's a massive uplift. And also the upside was that at the end of it, she was getting more than 8% return on the rental. That means it was close to cash flow positive, but the upside was the uplift in equity. Now, why is this strategy number one? It represents a lot for me because it's more than just a small transaction. It's a representation of property being accessible for just about anyone, right? If your property went up 100 to 200,000, you can execute on the strategy. You can execute on a strategy where you can buy a property that is close to cash flow positive. And if you did get the social housing contract, it would be cash flow positive. But if you did it today, it's probably cash flow positive because interest deductibility is coming back, right? You only need a small equity amount to start. It just means that almost anybody with a house and a bit of equity can actually get started. And it's about educating yourself so that you feel comfortable to execute a strategy like this because you can see where the value is. So there you have it, folks. Those are my favorite strategy in 2023. If you're listening, then I hope you found that valuable. And again, if you could just share that with one person who might find that valuable as well, I would really appreciate that. So again, the strategies we're talking about was, you know, if you're in a higher equity, higher cash flow position, you might explore what we call subdivision strategy, where you can add value by building another house and maybe subdividing. Multi-units means that you might start in a high equity position and you're buying a lot of cash flow. Or regional do-up, if you're in a position where limited strategy and limited financial means, potentially buying that two, 300k unit, getting that uplift, learning about renovation and understanding how you do comparable markets analysis, that's going to be a strategy where you can build wealth are much quicker and each will have the advantage depending on your financial situation. And remember, the key to successful investing is understanding your financial position and finding what is right for you currently. And you don't have to do that by yourself. Obviously, this is what we do professionally. We can assess your situation with you. All you have to do is reach out, mhu.co.nz, check out the mortgage lifecycle, do the quiz, our team will get in touch. And if you want exceptional results, right? It's more than just knowing what your options are. It's actually educating yourself on what properties can do for you, what strategies are out there, how do you analyze deals, and all of the case studies that I talked about today, they all join our Property Formula Workshop program. This is where we will go over all of the different strategies that are available, how you can analyze deals, how you can find these deals, and what are the habits that you need to build on a weekly basis so that you can always find better opportunities to either buy or replace some of the opportunities that you might have in your portfolio. It's a community. It's a workshop that we have every single Saturday morning where people come and ask questions and share thoughts and deals that they have looked at. So definitely check it out if you want to build a portfolio in 2024 and find exceptional results. So that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoy that. And until next time, I'll see you guys again.